Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. I'm going to talk about how to deal with so-called toxic people at work. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around, because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Here's the thing. The vast majority, let's say 95% of people, are good, caring people who have no intentions to hurt anyone right? But then there are a few people who demonstrate behaviors that are hurtful towards others. They may be intentionally hurtful. They may intentionally push people's buttons or exclude people and make them feel less than or in more insecure. Now, I'd use quotation marks around the word toxic because I strongly believe that there are no toxic people, but there are most certainly toxic behaviors or toxic dynamics like toxic relationships. And so while not the whole person is toxic, there's always something good in them. There are always reasons for why they do what they do, which often can come from past trauma and and their experiences from insecurities or a lack of emotional intelligence or anger that's covering up deeper wounds. So without knowing what's really going on for a person, we're really looking at and then identifying their behaviors or the dynamics that they co-create with others. And those can be toxic. And whenever I speak to someone who's looking to get coaching, for example, or who's telling me about their career situation, and when they refer to toxic situations, my alarm bells go off. Because what we know is that when we're in toxic situations, not only do most people then dread Monday mornings, they dread going to work or going to certain meetings or having interactions, their stress level increases, their productivity usually drops because so much emotional load is now on them. They're, they're trying to manage their emotions around this toxic situation and their focus gets redirected away from work and towards that emotional roller coaster. We also, of course, then see uh, some people then have mental health problems, actual physical health problems, sleep problems, and may even sort of come home with a sense of frustration or anger or, or sadness and hurtness, and they may not show up as their best selves in their personal lives either. So toxic relationships in the workplace, toxic situations, is something that you have to take really, really serious to see, is this something that I can manage and deal with and distance myself enough? Or is this something where I have to step away fully and find a different work environment? That could be a transfer inside the organization or outside the organization. So while this podcast is not about any transitions, I do want to say this upfront because 
working in a toxic environment can impact your mental and your actual physical well-being and can also halt your career progression because you're no longer performing at the level that you could. So this is something to take serious. Now I'll talk about five specific things that you can do to better navigate toxic situations in the workplace. But if you cannot manage them, it is really important that you get help, either a therapist or a coach that can work with you through this situation and then help you through a transition and help you create the necessary distance that you need. I've worked with a number of clients who were recovering from toxic relationships or toxic situations and it takes time to get over this. It's almost a bit of a post-traumatic syndrome that can happen because for many it's such a stressful experience. It can also really impact the confidence level and that then takes a lot of time to rebuild. So preparing yourself and having some tools available to help you navigate toxic situations When, and I'm consciously not saying if, because it's almost inevitable that sometime in your career, you will encounter people that demonstrate these toxic behaviors. So when you encounter them, you have some tools and you have idea on what to do in order to address this early on and not let that linger. If you are already in a situation like this, please take this serious, listen carefully here, take actions, and then if you need further help, look for a therapist or find yourself a coach who can give you that one-on-one support that you'll need to get yourself out of this situation. So let's talk about the five steps. Number one is to practice emotional responsibility. And yes, Not too long ago, I recorded an episode. It was, in fact, episode 67. That was all about emotional responsibility. If you haven't listened to that episode, and if that term sounds like a new thing, then make sure to to check it out. Episode 67 at the Manager Track Podcast. In short, emotional responsibility means that you take responsibility for your own feelings. So instead of blaming other people or outside events, which puts you into a victim role, you're actually taking ownership because you understand that our emotions are created by our thoughts, by our value judgments of events that we shouldn't feel negative emotions. But it is to take responsibility and ownership and therefore also feel way more empowered to navigate our emotional life. If we feel we're in control and we can say, I choose to be sad, I choose to feel hurt because what I'm thinking not because of what the other person did I like to refer to this as like an emotional remote control imagine a remote control that you're holding your hand to control the channels on your tv or what you're watching on Netflix that emotional remote control should be in your hands not in anyone else's hands so if you're in a toxic relationship and every time the other person tries to push your button, they're holding your remote control and they push the button and then they know you're going to get angry. Now, they predict it. They may even play with it because they get some kind of kick out of it. You want to hold that remote control to your emotional life. So you can say, I feel hurt because I'm thinking, because I'm making that mean. Now, what that does is it also allows you to look for a reframe for what else can I see here? How else could I interpret this? What other value judgment could I make here in order to feel less of the anger or less of the frustration? 
Again, check out episode 67 to go deeper into this. But practicing emotional responsibility is my number one suggestion when dealing with toxic people or relationships or behaviors in the workplace. The second one is to accept reality and to stop fighting what's happening. What I mean with this is instead of wishing it wasn't so and getting upset because people shouldn't be hurtful and they shouldn't be bullies and you get all wound up on top of being hurt, you're now also getting wound up about the fact that this is happening. So accept reality. There's this beautiful quote that I love by Byron Katie and she says, when you argue with reality, you lose but 100% of the time because you're now the one who's sort of adding extra burden on top of the burden you're already experiencing by fighting the reality. One of my mentors likes to say, when you're dealing with people that demonstrate behaviors that you may dislike, but you can't control them because we can't control other human beings, then in order to develop this acceptance of what is going on, look at people like you would look at animals when you walk through the zoo. That's not in a demeaning way, but when you look at a lion and you see a lion do something, you just think, well, that's what a lion does. When you look at a llama and the llama spits, you don't think it's rude. You're accepting that llamas do this. When you see a dog poop in the middle of the street, you don't get upset at the dog. You think that's what dogs do. They poop on streets, right? Your inner acceptance. Same with all the zoo animals. They do all kinds of things that we just accept. That's what animals do. So when you practice this kind of acceptance as if you were looking at a zoo animal or any other animal that does certain things, now you're looking at this coworker or this employee or this boss of yours that demonstrates toxic behaviors and you just accept that's what this person does. And then I accept that this is what this person does and I shouldn't be surprised next time around this person yells or is rude or says something inappropriate. Anticipate it. This is what's real. And so that's my second suggestion is to really accept reality and stop fighting it so you're not making it the whole experience even more hurtful and stressful than it already is by thinking that it shouldn't be that way. So that's number two. Number three now is to create as much distance as you can. I talked earlier about separating yourself completely by transferring or getting out of that organization. But you can also look for other ways to create more distance. Get yourself out of projects where this person is involved or look for alternative ways to navigate situations. Look for alternative communication formats. If it's a coworker and you can actually bring it up with a boss to ask that you're not no longer placed Wherever possible, find ways to actually separate and not work as much with the, pro- with the person that you can. Now, like I said, now of course, if it's your boss and you can't, then that's the moment when you ha- may want to involve HR or someone else and then get yourself transferred out. That's number three. Number four is to prepare your boundaries and responses ahead of time. So anticipate their actions, anticipate things that they say. Right As you're experiencing these toxic behaviors, start figuring out what are some of the patterns. And then instead of being caught off guard over and over again, plan ahead. What will you say and what will be the boundaries that you enforce? 
it could be that you start saying, this is inappropriate, I'm no longer going to engage, I will get out of this meeting. Or you could say, this is not useful, not talking to you this way, I'm going to stop this meeting now and we can reschedule. If someone starts yelling, right? So get really clear, what are your boundaries? That could be inappropriate comments, it could be gossiping, it could be yelling, it could be rude comments, whatever that is. When you can set a boundary, and a boundary means not to tell someone else what they can't do, that's not a boundary, that's trying to control, but you can't. But you can say, whenever you do this, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out of the meeting. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to no longer do so and so. So boundaries are about your actions, not about trying to control other people's actions. But you got to think about it ahead of time. Boundaries and responses, plan for it and anticipate ahead of time what you will say and do in those moments. And now the fifth one is to focus on how you show up. When people are caught in these toxic relationships, it's so easy to completely be reactive to another person and to be wound up in your head about what they're doing and how they're showing up and how that's impacting you and how you feel. And not enough time is spent on how you want to show up, what you want to think. So deliberately choosing what you want to think and then how you want to show up. You can still show up with compassion. You can still show up respectfully. And you can make sure that you're acting in alignment. That's really the only thing that you can control. One thing that helps me when I'm in a situation like this. Where I feel like, ah, oh, this is the way that I want to behave. Consciously, intentionally. And this and then this is another way that I feel I should behave. Right? So Consciously thinking that my rational brain is sometimes different than how we emotionally want to react. So we don't want to let our emotions get the best of us. We want to think rationally about what we want to do and how we want to show up. And and to do this, sometimes what helps is to think about another person, someone that you admire, that you think they have really good coping skills in a situation like this. They are really clear on their values. They nothing really, or they're dealing with this particular person in a really good way. Then ask yourself the question, how would they show up in a situation like this? How can you embody their behavior and make it yours? How can you be inspired by how they're reacting and contemplate even what would they do? Sometimes I think of people who've long passed and I wonder, what would this person say? What would this person do in a moment like this? And then that helps me guide my own actions. Consider here too that your actions are about you and anyone else's actions is about them. So if there is a toxic person or a person demonstrating toxic behaviors, that is about them. The only thing that is about you is how you show up, what you do in a situation like this. What they do has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. So focus back on your boundaries, your actions, and on practicing emotional responsibility. And all that said, a lot of people, and they know if I'm talking to you, are tolerating a lot of pain and they're sort of known to persist and to try to figure things out. A bit of a martyr um, and to try to figure things out. If this is something that you know about yourself, then be aware. Maybe other people would have long 
quit, long walked away, but because you know like one of the things that make you strong and an identity that you hold is your persistence, your strength. So as you consider this, know that in a case where someone else is demonstrating actual toxic behavior, your persistence might not give you the results that you're after. Take care and protect your mental health, your physical health by managing your stress level and protect your confidence. Get the help that you need in order to manage this well. If this is a situation that you're in, if you're not in this situation right now, then I encourage you to take some notes just so that when this happens, you know again what to practice. I'm going to quickly repeat. Number one, practice emotional responsibility. Number two, accept reality. Remember looking at animals, not getting upset when they spit on the ground like a llama, right? Number three, create as much distance as you can. Number four, prepare your boundaries and responses. Anticipate actions and plan for them. And then number five, focus on how you show up. Now, if this is something you're struggling with and you do want to hire a coach, I'm going to drop my link down below where you can schedule a call with me to see if there's something that I can help you navigate because this is definitely a time that you want to get all the help that you need, especially someone who's outside the situation, who has an outside perspective and an objective view on what's going on and is not already caught up either through your personal relationships or even in your workplace with the whole situation. So get that outside perspective. If you want to talk to me, grab the link down below to schedule a call and we can together figure out and decide if this is something that I can help you navigate. Take good care of yourself, protect your health and your confidence. That's it for today and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.